Hey, my name's Jamie Poisson, and I'm the host of Frontburner. It's the CBC's daily news podcast. And every day we're discussing the big events and fault lines shaping Canada and the world. Politics, economics, social movements, you name it. Sometimes we even talk about really fun stuff like the enduring relevance of Lord of the Rings. You can hear Frontburner on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This podcast is an extended version of The Debaters, which may contain more mature themes. To stream the radio-friendly version of this episode, download the CBC Listen app or go to cbc.ca slash the debaters. And thanks for listening to the CBC. Hey, Canada! Hope it's all Haligoan well. From the home of all Haligonians, Halifax, Nova Scotia, it's The Debaters! The debaters where comedians fight with facts and funny in this audience picks the winner. Now here's a man who's absolutely hallagolarious, Steve Patterson. Hey, Canada! Hello, and welcome back to the debaters. We are here in the very happy Halifax. Halifax, Nova Scotia. Halifax is home to many historical landmarks, but few more beloved than the Bud the Spud chip truck. (laughs) Bud the Spud's chip truck. It parks every summer outside the library on Spring Garden Road, which boasts the most books ruined by ketchup. (laughs) It was started by a couple named Bud and Nancy True, so this really is a true story. (laughs) Eventually, Bud sold the truck to a man named Tate, He kept the name, but he could have easily changed it to Tate the Tater. I don't know why he didn't. Then if he gave it to his children, they could have called themselves Tate the Tater's Tots. It was right there. Now it's time to meet two debaters to mash up fact and funny. When this comic ran out of all-brand cereal, she started raising hell. It's Sackville, Nova Scotia's Nikki Payne! her way across the stage. She looks angry and focused. Hello, Steven. Oh, hello, Nikki. This comic's long-distance phone calls from Italy cost a fortune in Roman charges. It's Picto, Nova Scotia's Peter Anthony. It's an all-Nova Scotia battle representing Picto... And looking good. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Nice shout-out for Picto. Oh, buddy. They deserve it. Absolutely. One person. Okay. One person likes it. Your topic is one that will hopefully harvest some laughs. Fruit picking in the summer or fall. Is it a fun activity? Is it? I don't know. There is a lot of fruit to pick here in Nova Scotia. And this seems like a good time for me to address why some people think puns are the low-hanging fruit of comedy. (laughs) I'll tell you why. Ron McLean, that's why. (laughs) It's not that Ron's puns are bad, it's that they try too hard to be considered good. Here's an actual quote 
from Ron McLean last season about Buffalo Sabres defenseman Ilya Lubushkin. Whoever said don't give the puck to Lubushkin can ferme Lubushkin. <laughs> now let's get to this fruit picking debate before everything goes pear shaped. You see, once you've done it right, you can do no wrong. So, Whereas it's a wholesome way to enjoy the spoils of the land and each other's company, be it resolved, fruit picking is fun for everyone. Nikki, you're arguing yeah. for this, and you have two minutes starting now. Nikki Payne! We are descended from hunters and gatherers. When you head out with the family to the local U-Pick, you are passing down a primal tradition from our nomadic ancestors. <laughs> when you take a date out picking fruit, you are telling her, I can provide for you and our spawn. <laughs> the world is tough, people, and grocery stores only make you soft. When you step in a hornet's nest while picking strawberries, it's called earning your dessert! <laughs> when you get third-degree sunburn working a blueberry farm, your skin is now your armor! <laughs> and when you are approached by a bear picking blackberries, run, they belong to the bear. with your nan and a trunk full of empty margarine buckets to the U-Pick. <laughs> is an East Coast tradition. like Atlantic Canadian senior citizens. <laughs> they are up at the crack of dawn and they will pick them pick well past nap time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can see the old girl now. Export A dangling from her lips. <laughs> <laughs> arm skin flapping in the wind. <laughs> the mosquitoes couldn't penetrate her thick, callous, picking hands. Ah, <laughs> oh, then she'd look up at me with pride in her eyes and say, you're gonna crap your pants if you keep eating any more of them strawberries. <laughs> over there in your fancy suit from Winners. <laughs> you want to call yourself a man, Pete? Get picking! Nikki Payne! Nikki Payne! Taking us on a beautiful stroll through the fruit orchards of Atlantic Canada. 
Thank you, Nikki. Now, here to tell us why having to pick your own fruit would turn anyone into a basket case. Let's hear from Picto's Peter Anthony. Before I begin, I'd just like to say that Winners has labels we know for less, so... <laughs> My friends, there are seldom few activities on this planet dumber than venturing into a tick-filled pasture <laughs> to break your back picking something that's waiting for you waist-high at an air-conditioned grocery store. In fact, I'd argue that picking fruit is not an activity at all. This is Nova Scotia. We know seasonal employment when we see it. <laughs> picking fruit, Nikki Payne, that's somebody's job. Congratulations, every time you twist an apple from a tree, you're screwing somebody out of a paycheck. <laughs> I say shame on you for putting people out of work. That should be left to the government of Newfoundland. Actually, if you ask me, the entire fruit picking industry is gaslighting us. One field owner I read about in the local news said, quote, a berry you pick off the vine and pop in your mouth has a flavor you just can't describe. Oh, yes, I can, Farmer Clem. That's manure. Picking fruit in a fertilized field means you're surrounded by bullcrap. It's like attending a barbecue at Pierre Polyev's. And, and I gotta say this, ladies, fruit picking is not a reasonable date activity. Men all over Canada are being dragged away on weekends to pick fruit, it's ridiculous. You've seen the social media posts, some girl wide smile holding up her basket beside her, a sad man crying with strawberry stained fingertips. You know? Dragging your man to some hellscape on a Saturday to pick fruit ain't romantic, it's torture. Thank you. Peter Anthony, wow. A nice argument against fruit picking. We got ourselves a debate and it's time now for the bare knuckle round. We're debating whether fruit picking is fun for everyone. So since we've picked the pair of you two organic performers for this plum debate, don't bramble on. Get to the core of your arguments quickly. That will make the audience ripe with laughter. Then things should be peachy. I'm ready to be apricot in the crossfire now. Understand, Pete, it must be hot picking fruit and all that wool. You sheep! <laughs> Nikki opens up by telling us that picking fruit is a primal tradition handed down from our nomadic ancestors. Did you know our ancestors also grew potatoes in their own waste? Are you into that too, Nikki? It's the circle of life. <laughs> You know, you say picking fruit isn't romantic. There is nothing more intimate than picking kits off of someone you love. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you did you did you pick any ticks off your nana, Nikki? 
you believe this? She dragged her poor Nana, ripped the IV out of her arm, her poor, weak, confused Nana to some hot field where she's all withered and dehydrated, melting away. It sounds like someone's trying to speed up her inheritance. I'm from a trailer park. <laughs> all I'm gonna inherit is empty margarine containers. <laughs> That's the bare knuckle round, everybody. It's time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on fruit picking brought to you by Crop Tops. <laughs> crop Tops, the best kind of shirt to wear if you want to get raspberries on your belly. <laughs> FamilyFunCanada.com has several tips on how to pick an apple in Nova Scotia. According to the site, what is the number one thing you should not do? Peter Anthony. Pick one from a basket belonging to a member of the Hell's Angels. <laughs> not what I have here, but it's a good tip. Nikki Payne. Eat an apple with a hole in it. Yeah, that's a good tip too. The number one thing you should not do is twist or pull on it because it means that it's not ripe. You just, that's real, that's real information you can use. Also, you should not throw your toddler up to the top branches. That is also <laughs> When starting a U-Pick farm, the government of Ontario says to consider the three C's. Cost, competitors, and what? Nikki. Communist. <laughs> Peter? I have a coping with sadness. I mean, technically, yes, all right. Uh, customers. Cost competitors and customers. Yeah, if you're starting a U-Pick farm, you want some customers. What does the New York Times say you should wear when going fruit picking? Nikki. Nothing. <laughs> More ticks to fix. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Nikki said you might run into a bear, so maybe you should probably wear an adult diaper. Good answer. The answer is pants, long socks, and long-sleeved shirt. Co cover up everything. We also would have accepted your har vest. And that is the firing line, everybody. Just about time again for our Neptune Theater audience to pick a winner. But first, here again with an answer to the question, orange you glad you don't have to pick your own fruit? It's the one and only winner's sponsored, Peter Anthony. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. I mentioned ticks earlier. I actually know someone who got a tick picking fruit. You know, ticks lay in wait. Harboring several pathogens, these parasitic arachnids want nothing more than to feed on the blood of the innocent and pass along their buffet of bacteria. And you want to wander into a warm, humid field where the tick thrives to pick fruit with your family, your children, and you want to risk this for Granny Smiths? Don't do it. The world's warming up. Tick populations will multiply. Soon ticks will get ticks. They're coming for you. They're coming for us all. Don't you understand? Don't go out and pick fruit. The ticks are coming. The ticks are coming. The ticks are coming. I swear to God, be careful of there. Just buy your fruit at overpriced Sobeys. Thank you. Okay. All right. Peter Anthony. Not like fruit picking. 
and he's anti-tick, and I have to agree with that. Thank you, Peter. Now, here to remind us that when it comes to picking your own fruit, the juice is definitely worth the squeeze. It's the pride of Export A, Nikki Payne. Bank closings, stock market crashes, war, pandemics, inflation. How are you going to survive the first 90 days of an apocalyptic event? Fruit! <laughs> Fruit, you and your neighbors grew! Fruit, you pick! Not some weird dragon fruit that some guy in a fancy suit might buy. <laughs> no, local fruit! Pick with your own sunburned hands! Why? Because you are self-sufficient! You don't need a handout! You will be the survivors of the new world order because you pick! Nikki Payne, everybody! Yeah! Nikki Payne may have just saved our lives. Audience! It is up to you to pick the winner by applause who felt that Nikki didn't beat around the bush and gave her pro-picking patter a biodynamic delivery, Nikki Payne. Wow. Woo. Wow, they love them some Nikki. Man, she was orchestrating that. And who preferred the perfect anti-pick platform that Peter perfectly picked? Peter Anthony. I mean, well thought. Well fought on both this sides, but God, I gotta give it to Nikki Payne. Go out there and proudly pick your fruit. Everybody, big hand for Nikki Payne and Peter Anthony. You're listening to The Debaters on CBC Radio 1. Want to be a part of the debating action? For upcoming tour dates, visit cbc.ca slash thedebaters. The movies are back, baby. And if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all time? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscar? You can listen to Movies Baby wherever you get podcasts, and you can watch Movies Baby live every Thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with Five Wise. Movies, baby! I got one question. Are you ready to meet your next pair of debaters? Yeah! Let's do it! All right! This comic lost a staring contest in the blink of an eye. It's New Brunswick's Shane Ogden. Shane Ogden. There he is, making his way to my left. Looking ready, looking prepared. And this comic wrote an expose about his early years spent parking cars titled, How Green Was My Valet? It's Winnipeg's Chad Anderson. Chad Anderson from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Welcome back, Chad. These two are going to get into a skilled debate about workers with skills. Are electricians superior to plumbers? Wow, this all makes sense now. 
Personally, we just had a man come in and do some electrical repairs in our Toronto home, and I will say I liked the way he worked. He wasn't concerned about turning off the switches in our circuit box, which I appreciated because it's behind a whole bunch of boxes that my wife asked me to put in storage eight years ago. <laughs> On the other hand, our plumber is always concerned about turning off the water, which is, I guess, smart, but it's too bad because that water could float those boxes out of the way. Now for a debate that will plumb the depths of comedy and jolt you up in your seat. So, whereas electricians keep our homes powered and connected, be it resolved, electricians are superior to plumbers. Shane, you are arguing for this. You have two minutes. Starting now, Shane Ogden. Thanks, Steve. I became an electrician because I love money. To give you an idea of just how much money I make, I can still almost afford to pay my bills right now. <laughs> Electrical is like plumbing, but with lightning. Only two people can control lightning, the electrician and God. <laughs> when I was a kid, I dropped my parents' keys into the toilet bowl. The neighbor's kid stuck his parents' keys into a receptacle. I became an electrician, and no surprise, he became a plumber. Now, I'm not saying electricians are smarter, but no permanent brain damage happens when you get wet. Plumbing is just moving water, using something else to move it. Have you ever washed your car with a garden hose? Have you ever hung a gutter? Did you ever pour water in your mouth? That's plumbing. Plumbing is so easy, plumbers don't even solder with torches anymore. They use a cordless tool to squeeze plastic pipes together. They have more in common with Lego builders than building builders. <laughs> These plastic pipes are even color-coded, red for hot and blue for cold. <laughs> if you ever think to yourself, hey, is, uh, is plumbing tough? Red for hot and blue for cold. Thank you. Shane Ogden, on behalf of all the electricians out there, and he is anti-plumber. Those are fighting words. All right, now, here to get in the flow and get gushing about plumbers, let's hear from Chad Anderson. Good evening, Halifax. Tonight, we're here to settle an argument as old as time. Which is a cooler profession, electrician or a plumber? As a plumber, I'm here as a representative to my people, the people who bring you clean drinking water. You know, one of the four basic necessities for life? <laughs> Food, air, shelter, and water. Nowhere in there did I say light bulb, did I? <laughs> my opponent here would have you all believe that you could never survive without his trade. First of all, gaslight much? <laughs> Oh, but Chad, being an electrician is far more dangerous than being a plumber. Oh, is that why you guys never clean up after yourselves? <laughs> Life's too short. Why waste time sweeping? Besides, who cares if I'm click-clacking around the job site because I have an electrical staple stuck to the bottom of my boot? You've got bigger things to worry about, like how are you going to get your tiny, flexible wire around my large pipe? <laughs> A plumber can fix your shower, toilet, sink, tub, 
washing machine, dishwasher, furnace, hot water tank, and sump pit. An electrician shows up three days late just to turn it on and off again, and then he tells you he needs an order of part that's going to take two to three weeks to come in. <laughs> you need a plumber. You never need an electrician. It's like comparing apples to piles of garbage. Thank you. Chad. Chad Anderson doing the plumbers out there proud. It is time now for the bare knuckle round. This debate is about why are electricians thought of as superior to plumbers? <laughs> so tap into your jokes and use them as an outlet to amp things up. No ifs, ands, or plumber buts. <laughs> Thought I'd drain snake that one in there. Make sure your references are current or you'll end up looking like a knob and tube. Time to flush this one out. So ready, faucet, go. Look, plumbing is one of the oldest trades. It was utilized by the ancient Egyptians. You know, the people responsible for the great pyramids. Electricity is what, 30 to 40 years old? <laughs> oh, but it was discovered by a man in funny pants and a powdery wig, boo hoo. Yes, Ben Franklin is alive and well. He's only 45 years old. Don't let the powdery wig fool you. At least when electricians show up, we actually do our work. If you can find a plumber, they're usually sniffing pipe glue or scrolling on their phones. Oh, you electricians always act so high and mighty, which is surprising coming from people who constantly electrocute themselves. That's the bear knock around, everybody. I like it. It is time now for the firing line. In my hand, I have a list of questions on plumbers versus electricians brought to you by Home Depot. Whether I'm in the plumbing aisle or the electrical aisle, I'll just end up calling a professional. <laughs> on Mr. Rooter Plumbing's list of eight questions to ask your licensed plumber, what question is number one? Shane. Did you wash your poop-covered hands? Strangely, no, that is not the number one. Good answer, one point. Chad? The number one question is, should I watch you work the entire time you're in my house? And old people, the answer is always no. <laughs> Leave us alone, please. It's an informative answer. That is my bad. The number one question you should ask your licensed plumber is, do you have the necessary licenses and permits in case an unlicensed plumber shows up at your house? Permitless. In electrical terms, what does a home run refer to? Shane. When you don't want to use the job site porta potty <laughs> Good answer. Two and a half points. Chad? A home run for an electrician is when it's noon on a Friday and you're nowhere to be found, but three different trades have cleaned up after your mess already. <laughs> pretty specific. It's pretty specific. Three points. A home run in electrical terms is any circuit that goes directly from the fixture to the breaker panel. I don't even know what I just said. That's the firing line, everybody. We are debating 
Electricians versus plumbers on The Debaters. You're listening on CBC Radio 1, or maybe you're listening to our podcast, or maybe you're listening on the app, or maybe you're here. <laughs> it is almost time for the audience to vote here at the beautiful Neptune Theater in Halifax. But first, here to flood you again with his pro-plumber stream of consciousness, let's hear again from Chad Anderson. <laughs> Folks, Canada is the world's second largest producer of hydroelectricity, with 59.3% of our country's electrical production coming from hydroelectric production. Wow, that's a cool stat for electricians, huh? Oh, until you realize that hydro actually means water, and hydroelectricity wouldn't be possible without water. So by that logic, 60% of our power would not be possible without plumbing. Hmm, that is pretty interesting, huh? Isn't, isn't that an interesting stat? Isn't that... Pretty cool. Look, before you make any decisions tonight, let me point out that when an electrician screws up, you lose power temporarily. Do you know what happens when a plumber screws up their job? Vote for my opponent and you'll find out next time I'm in your house. <laughs> Chad Anderson with some interesting stats and a very thinly veiled threat to everyone in Canada. Thank you, Chad. Now, with another electrifying output of grounded yet positive points about electricians, let's hear again from the electrifying Shane Ogden. The word plumbing or to plumb comes from the Latin word plumbum, which is something you might see if they fix your kitchen sink. My opponent said that hydroelectricity is uh, responsible for 60% of the world's power or whatever, but uh, the word electricity is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because the rotor moves around the stator and produces electricity, whatever. Now I know plumbers face real challenges like righty-tighty and lefty-loosey. <laughs> But electricians harness the power of lightning to illuminate the world. Without us, there would be no ACDC, no light after sunset, and no CBC radio. Thank you. Shane Ogden. Shane Ogden with some great points. It is time to vote, Halifax, by applause. Who felt energized and transformed by Shane's refusing to back down on the excellence of electricians, Shane Ogden? Feels he's got it. Big flex. A lot of love for Shane here at the Neptune. And who here was glad that Chad piped up and kept the pressure on about the perfection of plumbers, Chad Anderson? This is close. This is close. This is a tough decision to make. And I'll tell you right now, I am not going to make it. It's a tie. Shane Ogden and Chad Anderson. Big hand for Shane and Chad, everybody. Well, that's all for this week. I'm Steve Patterson saying to all the plumbers and electricians out there, thank you for doing what you do so I don't end up in shock. I'll argue with you again soon, Canada. Good night. <laughs> The Debaters is created by Richard Side. This week's episode was produced by Josh Bailey, Graham Clark, Chloe Edbrook, and Nicole Callender. With continuity by Graham Clark, Diana Francis, and Gary Jones. Technical production by Pat Martin and Larry Walker. Story editing by Gary Jones. 
with special thanks to Katie Ellen Humphreys and David Pride. Executive producer of CBC Radio Comedy is Lee Pitts. And thanks to everyone at the Neptune Theatre in Halifax. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.